let's try this again. We are live in five, four, three, two, one. What's up, guys? What's going on? Welcome in. We're live. Episode 161 of the G Meeker MMA show. It is Tuesday, October 23rd, 2018. Take number three. We tried this podcast two other times. My phone was failing. The app, for some reason, on my other device isn't working as good. So we had to uh, adjust and make some technical difficulties and adjust to them and, 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 obviously recuperate and figure out how we weren't going to have the same problem again because I'm not going to keep wasting my time. Luckily, it's only been 11 minutes twice, so here we are. Breaking news at the top of the hour. You guys are wondering why I sound so congested is because the simple fact that I've been sick since last Monday, unfortunately. I've been sick the whole time um, since we did the last episode of the podcast. So episode 160... We did. You know, you heard me coughing in, in between the show, and, and I was coughing a couple times on the show. So I, I'm pretty sure you could guess that I was getting a little sick. So I was getting a little sick. Uh, I was sick, a little sick back then. Uh, ever since then, I was coughing. It was really one of the worst times I've ever fucking had, honestly. It really was. I felt terrible. I felt like a shell of myself. I felt hopeless. I didn't know what the fuck was going to go on. It was a terrible time. It was a terrible moment. So I don't know if any of you guys ever been as sick as that before to where you feel like half of yourself or anything else like that. But but it's a terrible feeling, honestly. Like, like I couldn't. My throat was hurting. My sinuses were clogged. So, you know, that's one of the most annoying things for me. Your sinuses being clogged. My throat's hurting. I'm feeling shitty inside. I just don't know how to feel. I just don't know if I'm ever going to feel good again. And I'm coughing. My throat's killing me. I feel like my lungs are just going to burst. But then, uh, absolutely, like, this is absolutely terrible. You know, I didn't feel like I could open, be open, or talk like I normally could because I was just in so much pain and I felt so hopeless. So, Luckily, I, I mean, I'm slowly but surely getting better. I've never been sick for this long. Um, it's been a long time. You know, it's been since last Monday, maybe late, late night Sunday, early morning Mondays when I started to be sick. But then, um, like, like I'm like a starting, and uh, basically, just you know, accumulated. It just started up. And it never got better. So my thing is I hope that I could have told people that it got better and I I was dealing with sickness over the weekend. But sadly, we are here on a Tuesday and I'm still not doing good. I'm not doing doing bad. I just don't want to feel like shit because I'm congested. I'm still sick. Terrible feeling. Uh, Like I feel like a shell of myself, like I said. So it's a pain in the ass because it's like... Having your sinuses clogged is a motherfucker. It's like something else you got to deal with. It's something that you shouldn't have to deal with. So, like I said, I'm good over being sick. Thankfully, glad to be here. Uh, we got a great show planned out today. Like I said, it's take three. It's take three. Action three. The third time we're going to try this show today. 
So, like I said, let's not waste any more time than we already have and top, top it all off at the top of the hour. UFC 230 gets a new co-main event. Unfortunately, Luke Rockhold is out of his anticipated rematch with Chris Weidman. They fought back at UFC 197, I think? No, what was it? UFC... I forgot, 194? Yeah, UFC 194. He, uh... Luke Rockhold battered Chris Weidman to win the UFC middleweight title. And that was marked, also marked Chris Weidman's first loss in mixed martial arts and began the unfortunate streak that got him to the three-fight losing skid. You know, uh, Romero at UFC in, on, in New York, and then also Gegard Mousasi, and also after that. So it was a, an unfortunate run, but Chris Weidman did rebound with the win over Gaslam, and now he has a fight with... Uh, he's coming off a win, too, so it's good for him. So um, he's going to be taking on Jacare Souza. Jacare was originally supposed to be fighting David Branch, um, and Chris was supposed to be fighting Luke in a henceforth. So... They pull him. They pull uh, Jock Ray from David Branch. Um, they give David Branch, Jared Cannonier, who also fought at light heavyweight, making his drop down to 185 pounds. So it was kind of a little shift up in the last week or so. But the important thing is Chris got to fight. The important thing is that everything is still checks out and we still get a middleweight fight. We still get to see Weidman back. Everybody's been juicing to see Weidman back. I've been waiting for the longest time. Um, his wrestling, his striking, like I said, he's a former... And, you know, his whole thing with Anderson Silva. That whole thing. I remember, I remember that throwback days. We went all the way back. Um... You know, the whole can this undefeated 9-0 mixed martial artist beat the greatest fighter of all time at middleweight, Anderson, the spider Silva. Obviously, Chris did. So Chris has had a long history. He has fantastic skills. He is, is one of the best middleweights in the world. He's one of my favorite fighters. So he will get the opportunity to fight Jacare. Originally, this was a fight that I had wanted to see for the longest time. This was a fight that I had wanted to see Back when Chris won the belt and was on fire, beating Leoto, mauling Vitor. Um, who else did Chris beat? No, the way he beat Damian Maya was very convincing too. So Chris was a hot staple early on in his career. He was an undefeated, hot prospect, and you know a lot of promising, a lot of promise for him still to this very day. Still one of the best in the world. Still has still has many years ahead of him to compete and. Uh, you know, wish him all the best. We'll preview that matchup later on today, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Also returning uh, to action from a long layoff has been Volkan Ozdemir. He takes on Anthony Lionheart Smith in the main event. UFC Moncton, uh, New Brunswick, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Later on this Saturday. Um, I don't like fucking... I don't like dates. I don't like talking about them. I was going to say Saturday, July, something. I'm, I'm not going to say it like that. He's fighting this Saturday, so if you want to watch it, you go and you watch it. I'm not going to tell you the date. You just look on Google, it'll show you, and I'm pretty sure it will show you, so pretty damn sure. I'm just being lazy. I don't want to pull out the, I don't want to look up all the dates or anything else like that. Jesus Christ. All right. Also on that card is uh, 
Michael Johnson versus Artem Lobov. That'll be interesting. I still have yet to listen to Artem's uh, interview on Ariel's show, so I'll do that after this podcast, probably, maybe, or a little bit later, probably, when I go home. Um, UFC play-by-play commentator, or if you want to call him, as I call him, the voice of the UFC, John fucking Anik signs a four-year extension with UFC very excited for John. John is one of my favorite commentators, if not my favorite, actually the top of the line favorite. Um, so, and you know, he, his knowledge of the game is, is stellar. He's called some of the biggest fights in UFC history, UFC 205, UFC 217, uh, George versus Bisping, Connor versus uh, Habib at UFC 229. And John's been in the game for quite some time, over five years. So it's been a great honor to have John and, and be able to recognize his work. I'm still getting used to him as being the main guy. And it's really been a huge thing for me and a huge thing as a fan, really, to watching one of your heroes and one of your idols get recognized and get something that damn good. So that's good for him. Um, dating back to the UFC's deal with ESPN next year, starts next year. Last show is on Fox. Ally Clinton versus Kevin Lee, by the way. Um, great fight. Can't wait to see that one. Um, so, I'm going to give my thoughts on UFC's deal with ESPN, how I feel it will be different, the, the benefits, etc., how, what, what the, the, the whole UFC on Fox crew, how that's going to transpire, what's going to happen, if they're going to have post shows, what's going to happen, and it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. So, we'll talk about that. We'll look a little bit more into that. Um, going back to UFC 229 for a second. Connor releases a very lengthy and very honest, very humble statement about his assessment of his performance against Habib Nurmagomedov. It's very descriptive. I'm not going to go into complete. I'm not going to completely read the whole damn thing because it's kind of like a, a true deep statement. I mean, I could if we get to it, then I could. But then uh, I, I, I don't think I really kind of want to. I'm, you guys can go look at the article yourself. It's pretty lengthy. It's very descriptive. I really like it. So I mean, I probably I might. Who knows? But he releases a lengthy statement, and it actually gives my mind a little bit more of clarity when it comes to a potential rematch. It allows me to know where he is. It allows me to know where his mind was following you up to 249. So it makes it a little bit easier to want to, you know, kind of cool my nerves on a rematch. I mean, right now, I mean, what I mean by that is like the whole... Uh, Rematch. Right now, I can't really. I don't really have any interest of looking at it. I really didn't think there was too much that I could assess because it's been not haven't hasn't been that long since they fought. But now that he released that assessment of it, honestly, I looked at it and it really just gives me a better understanding of where he's at mentally on, on in his mind like it, it, it lets me know where his mind's at and, and, and for a lot of people that pay attention to it like that you can break it down and and kind of picture what you feel will be different because you know he's obviously a smart guy he, he he's very dedicated to his training um i don't think he's ever lost a rematch but then again, I don't think he's ever had a rematch, has he? Joe Duffy? No, he hasn't. Has he? No, that's not true. Um, and you know, I potentially think that Connor has all the skills to. I think he can beat Khabib. Just going to take a rematch. 
interesting he said to note before we move on on to the rest of the potential uh, of the potential stuff that we're going to be talking about not potential it's basically what we are going to be talking about but he says that he doesn't mind fighting another contender to get to the rematch if he's not given the immediate rematch he said he's fine comfortable making his way um back up the ladder to fight potentially one fight and he's right he's right there so no biggie for any connor fans um potential risk as well you know via what happened in the last the last fight um and the press con- well not the press conference but the whole brawl the the corners screaming at each other the corners jumping over the whole brawls in the cage the safety all that came to concern so you got to think that's something that's going to come to together when it comes to the potential talks of a rematch so that's just something something i thought of um super fights my thoughts i'm going to give some of my thoughts on you know super fights you know people jumping up in weight class it's completely off topic but it's like what do i think about it? i just want to give my thoughts on it. like you know there's certain people i feel can do it and we'll get into it a little bit later but there's certain people i feel can do it and there's certain people that i feel shouldn't be making that move what kind of inspired me to think about this is just because i've looked at the recent failures that people have made jumping up in weight to different weight classes and I was just thinking about a potential fight with Anderson and Connor. And I, I want to think Connor can beat him. But I, I just think maybe size may be a big factor in that play. And I just want to try to make it as clear as possible and as understanding as possible for for people's sake when it comes to two people fighting and you know weight differences size differences at heavyweight middleweight whether you're lightweight it doesn't matter i just really want to make a huge uh like i want to make a comparison to kind of break it down as much as i possibly can and know when enough is enough or whether you're too small to fight up that weight or if you can't even make the weight maybe under the weight limit or you're over the weight limit or you just can't make the weight i just wonder where connor and 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 Khabib can Matt. I mean, not Matt, not Connor and Khabib, Connor and Anderson, if that fight were to happen. That's what, that's what motivated me to, to, to think about that. Because, you know, I like these freak show fights. I like all that crazy shit. I'm, I'm into that. You want to match CM Punk in the UFC, you want to bring Brock Lesnar back after a drug test, you want to put GSP against Bisping, um, create crazy interim title, do all the crazy shit the UFC does, I'm completely on board because it's unique, because it sells fights, so if that happens, by all means, I will fucking sign up for that shit, okay, by all means, I will sign up for that shit, okay, Connor versus who, Connor said that if he doesn't get the immediate rematch, he's comfortable making a fight, fighting someone else for that. Uh, does Nate Diaz come to mind? I think that would be cool. Connor wins Nate at Nate Diaz, wins against Nate Diaz at lightweight, gets the next shot at Khabib. That's the perfect way for him to go. That's the thing. But I feel like we're already getting deep into it without without even like finishing the introduction. Eddie Alvarez signs a new. Uh, eight figures deal with one FC. That's, that's and that's a fucking deal if you know how much eight figures is. Um, also, another interesting one. Speaking of one FC, Ben Askren was recently asked a question on Twitter about his negotiations and and if he could potentially make that long-awaited move. And could we potentially see Ben Askren in the UFC? This is a crazy talk. 
I really hope this comes together. But he said it's 98%. Hopefully, that's a great thing. I hope hope so. Because as fight fans and, and, and combat fans, we're, we're owed something like that. Because all the best fighters in the UFC. Sign him up and let him fight Habib. The battle of the undefeated UFC. Why don't you make this shit happen? We got to get behind this as fight fans. We got to make this happen. Khabib versus Askren. Connor versus Tony. For the interim title. Let Connor get another belt. That's like the ultimate fantasy. I want to see that. I, I mean, not Connor versus Tony, but I, I want to see Askren versus Khabib because I think it's going to be a highly interesting fight. And I really want to see how those two fare because they're two of the best grapplers in the world, two of the best, uh, you know, overall wrestlers in the world. You know, just two of the best undefeated fighters have been dominant all their entire life in, in mixed martial arts. And it's a perfect fight to put together. Hopefully that comes together. All right. Um, like I said, oh, and that's it for our lineup. And let's 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 continue, starting with UFC Fight Night: Volkan versus Smith. This is an excellent fight, a big fight for Anthony Smith. It will really show where he is amongst the best at 205 pounds. If you look at Volkan's last fight, he fought for the world title. Some say maybe a little too soon. Some say it was just, you know, it's, it's, it's Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier, you're not going to have an easy ride with, especially when you've never fought a guy at Cormier's caliber. So it's really interesting to see how Volkan comes back from his first and only loss so far in mixed martial arts against a rising contender, a serious threat. A big man, a big, strong, tall man with knockout power in his knees, punches, kicks, elbows. You fucking name it. He's won every single one of those motherfucking ways that I just said. Elbow, knees, kicks, punches. I mean, look at he, look all respects to the great Rashad Evans, but look what he did to Rashad. Um, I had that fun back and forth with uh, Tiago Santos and win that one, but it was a uh, it was a good one. Uh, who, who, he also fought recently, and uh, I think it was in Germany against Shogun. He destroyed Shogun. He he uh, obliterated Shogun, and he announced his arrival at 205 pounds. He decided he was making the move after an unfortunate fight with Tiago Santos, and um, it was a uh, Really interesting. So, really, really excited for this fight. Really tempted to see what's going to happen. I really want you know, a lot of things I've been thinking about recently is 10 years from now, or 5 years from now, who's going to be at the top of the heap? Who's going to be the world champion in 5 years? We're living in a present day in the mixed martial arts world. That's the thing. So, for me... All these stars that are in the UFC, like the Sage Northcuts, like the Kevin Lees, like the Ally Quintus, the Khabibs, uh, the Connors, um, the Mickey Galls, all these guys. Who is going to be the champion in, in five years if it's not those guys, it, it has to be a younger prospect. If we're lucky, it's going to be someone that's dominating right now. And we, we get a rain, a rain like GSP, 
a long reign for G, like GSP or dominant, dominant, uh, impressive reign like Fedor had. He's undefeated for so many years. Uh, or like Demetrius, like Demetrius Johnson had that long streak. How long is it going to be? I don't like to think about it like that, but I do look at it like that. It would be interesting. So it makes me pay attention to these younger prospects a lot more because these young prospects are the future. That's what I'm referring to. So Volkan and Anthony Smith present the newer age of MMA because, you know, obviously Volkan's fought DC, but later on that's going to be a fight that he learned from. It is. It definitely is. So Anthony Smith obviously he's fucked on a fight. So over, I think over 30 fights already. Maybe 40? Is he reaching 40? Probably had a lot of street fights too. He's a definition of an MMA fighter. You look up an MMA fighter, you say, oh, I'm Anthony Smith. I'm an MMA fighter. You're going to look at him. That guy does MMA. You're going to look at him and think, yeah, that guy looks like he fucks people up for a living. So that's going to be an interesting fight. I can't wait to see that one. Co-main event draws Michael Johnson, who fills, filled in for uh, Zubera Tuxhugov. I think I said it right. Zubaria. Zubaria Tuxhugov, the training partner of Habib Nurmagomedov. He's a badass. He's a great fighter, though. It's unfortunate that he hopped over there and punched Connor in that, in that cage. I mean, those Russian guys are something loyal. Very dominant. Russian guys are so cool. The, the, the fights, their fighters are the best fighters in the world. I mean, Fedor, you got Khabib. Um, you got Alexander Volkov. You got all these um, uh, great fighters coming from Russia that come to the UFC. I mean, um, who, who was it? Uh, what's his name? Um, Islam Makachev as well. So a lot of fantastic talent in the UFC. Uh, a lot of people from, you know, a lot of the foreign fighters are very exciting. I have to say, in a way, I feel that the foreign fighters are uh, a lot more decorated, in a way. I mean, you look at Gustafson, for example. Alexander Gustafson. That girl is a fat-ass dude. Um, uh, Alexander Gustafson uh, is, is Swedish, and yet he's comparable to the great John Jones. So it's like, you know, Michael Bisping is one of the best in the world. GSP. One of the best in the world. He's Canadian. Wasn't American born. But yeah, all these other foreign people are the ones that are better. So I, I arguably, I, could, I mean, I'm not going to judge and say it's say that they're all the foreign foreign people like French, Canadian, Irish. Doesn't matter. I'm not, not going to say that they're better, but they're just so more. I just find them so much more exciting to watch, to be honest. And that's just the way I've been feeling. So. Like I said, it's really interesting. Um, but like I said, yeah. Johnson versus Lobov is an interesting fight. I really want to see how Artem does. I think Artem knocks Michael Johnson out. I don't think Artem's getting knocked out. Michael Johnson possesses knockout power. Michael Johnson is fast. He's explosive. He has great takedown, oh, takedown defense on most part. I mean, if you think about the Habib fight, but then again, who doesn't get taken down by Khabib? Um, so Artem versus Michael is a really fun fight. It's going to be a striker's paradise. He always brings it. Artem's always in your face. He, uh, he's always coming forward. He's always looking to knock you out. And for people that haven't got hit by him, don't know how hard he hits. You know, you want, you can look at his record all you want, but he even said it himself early on. He just took a lot of fights. 
had fights. A lot of his fights have been decision losses, submission losses, probably. Uh, I don't think he's really necessarily been stopped, but you know he has a lot of ro- losses, fourteen and fourteen, I think, and one. But Artem is a co- close friend of Conor McGregor. I think Artem is very interesting. I don't think this is a sport to give a fuck about how the records look. It's more about how you fight and the fans you attract, and you know what you've done and your accomplishments. Don't judge what your record is. So I really don't give a shit about his record. I really find him a very interesting guy, a really fun, entertaining kind of guy. And uh, one of my favorite guys is the UFC. So, you know, I'm glad he didn't get cut. I'm glad nothing happened. Um, really wanted to see that fight with Zubaria, him versus Zubaria. It's like a Connor, Team Connor versus Team Khabib with their training partner. So it makes it interesting when it comes to that. So that's why I wanted to see that fight. That's why I felt it was interesting. But we get another interesting fight, so it was pretty interesting um, to see how Artem and Michael square off. Okay. Um, so moving on to John fucking Annett. Play-by-play commentator, like I said, the voice of the UFC. Um, I always thought it was weird at first because in the very, very beginning when I first watched the sport, Chuck Liddell days, uh, Tito days, it was always Mike Goldberg, Joe Rogan, Mike Goldberg, Joe Rogan. Fight nights, Mike Goldberg, Joe Rogan most of the time. You know, it changed up every so often with Randy Couture occasionally and, you know, the, the, the occasional chip in from them. Uh, but overall... It was just Mike Goldberg and Joe Rogan. Mike was the, the voice of the UFC for, for years now. But then John Anik comes along. He does a lot of the fight nights on FS1, Fox Sports 1, um, Big Fox. He did a couple on, I think, FX, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's did a couple of pay-per-views early on. Um, but, you know, I had always, I never appreciated John for the longest time. It's not that I didn't like John. It's just that it was, I didn't take time to appreciate his talents. But after a while, I started to listen to his shows more, um, his commentary, listen to him on his podcast. He got a better understanding of who he was as a person and his family and learning about his daughters and his wife, his beautiful, beautiful family he has, and his accomplishments in the sport. And John is one of my favorite people on the planet, and I sincerely love and care about John, and he's one of my favorite, you know, as a fan, uh, as a, a true supporter of Mr. Anik. Um, it was really heartwarming to see that he got a four-year extension with UFC, because I don't want to see the UFC without John Anik. I mean, I was so warm to Mike Goldberg for so long. I still love Mike. Watching him over in Bellator, I've been watching a lot more Bellator because Mike Goldberg's along in it. And Bellator's just doing a lot of amazing things on the side. But they have Mike's doing good. Um, now UFC has John Anik. And John's one of the best in the world. John, you're fucking awesome. Shout out to John. Definitely deserve that. Seeing that was very, very uh, exciting for me. So, congrats to John. Moving on over to some also new negotiation-related things. UFC... Inks a deal with ESPN. This is not breaking news. Um, I know I'm old. I know I'm, I know that this was leaked a long time ago. This was talked about a long time ago. But, you know, I just wanted to give my thoughts on it. That's the thing. 
I think it's going to be good. I was thinking about this earlier. You know, I think it's it's going to be super beneficial because you you think of ESPN, everybody. There's not a soul in the world that doesn't know who ESPN, what ESPN is. The worldwide leader, Ariel Hawani calls it, in mixed martial arts. Now, because ESPN will host the biggest fighting organization in the world in the form of the UFC. So with the UFC being under ESPN's banner... That's good fucking business. Talk about the ratings, ladies and gentlemen. Talk about the ratings. It, I'm going to fucking go. I'm going to explode right now. The ratings will explode in 2019 with the new ESPN deal. ESPN Plus probably is going to be an advocate to have uh, basically like an alternative to fight pass in a way. And I don't know how that's going to be, where the show's going to be at, where they're going to stream on, what channels, if it's going to be on basic TV ever again, or what cable packages you got to have for it. So this whole new deal is going to be interesting. And, you know, for, for the longest time, I remember watching Kane Velasquez fight Junior Dos Santos for the heavyweight title. Um, well, Kane was defending against Junior on Fox for the first time. I was gearing up, getting ready to watch that fight. Ends in 64 seconds. I was all excited and got popcorn. I felt it was going to be a good fight. Kane gets knocked down first round. First ever fight uh, card on Fox, on Big Fox, and that announced the beginning of USC's partnership with, with Fox. So now, fast forward, that was back in 2011. Now, look at where we're at now. We're in 2018 now, and um, we get to see, uh, we get to see uh, what happens with UFC's uh, deal with ESPN. It's really, it's really, really interesting. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be beneficial. I think it's going to get a lot more people on board to watch, uh, to be fight fans. If you're not fight fans, because you know ESPN for a long time had football, it's had basketball, etc. ESPN worldwide wide leader. So why wouldn't it be a good idea for uh, for the UFC to partner up with ESPN? That's the best deal for them. You heard Dana say it. Talked about the stats, money wise, how much this deal is worth. So it's a good move in the right direction. I definitely am supportive of this. I'm excited. I, I, I can't wait to see what happens with this. It's going to be highly exciting. We'll look, more, look into more details about it. I'm going to see what, what, what more it is about and how, how much more I can get excited about it because it's a new home. UFC on ESPN, UFC on Fox was like the biggest thing for so long since 2011. I've been talking about UFC on Fox uh, or UFC on pay-per-view. It was usually either UFC on FS1. Back when FS1 made its first debut, it was UFC on Fox at one point. But then uh, Fox created Fox Sports 1, mainly started with the UFC. That was mainly a UFC uh, channel that featured all UFC content, fights. They'd have old, uh, old uh, pay-per-view showing on that channel for free. And a lot of people didn't want to just have to get cable just to download Fox. I think you had to have like a cable provider and all that. And for the longest time, I was trying to get Fox. So it's going to definitely be a pretty interesting uh, uh, move for the UFC. So it's going to be a big, big move in, in business. And uh, I think that it will be very beneficial for the fighters, hopefully. And uh, everything else will come together as time moves on. So congrats. And I can't wait to see what comes together as this moves on.
I'm gonna skip this one because obviously I'm kind of I'm, I'm lazy right now. But I just kind of want I'll just touch base on it. You know, his like I said earlier, Connor understood what he did wrong. Obviously, so if you don't make the second mistake twice, you can go back and look at what you previously did, and you know, tweak it, improve it, see how you can uh, change things. It's it's really interesting. So he really understands where he's coming from. He really understands, uh, obviously, what he did wrong. He, he posted about it. It was a very lengthy statement, like I said earlier. If you want to check it out, you can. Um, he was really, really, uh, really descriptive and very understanding of it. You know, obviously, it was a it was a great fight. Connor did perform well. He did stop a lot of takedowns in the first round. He did win round three, in my opinion. And I felt that you know he did good, and he's always been one guy to come back from from his from his uh, rematches, a better fighter. And he also he's looked good. He hasn't fought in two years, so how do you expect him to look? But now that he's he's back, uh, I know he's going to train. I know he's a smart guy. He loves the game. He loves the fight game. And he also said that you know he wouldn't mind fighting his way back up there if he has to. He will. And that's a very honest thing, a bold statement from a really good guy. And also, he's, he's bringing his proper 12 to Fireman. He's a lovable guy. I mean, he's bringing it. He's doing some serious business on top of that. I mean, uh, what is it, the PFL? Yeah, the PFL Professional Fighters League, I think. The other organization, doing really well, by the way. Also has uh, Connor's uh, proper 12 logo. Partnership on its canvas, just as the UFC does. Still got to get my hands on one of those bottles. I, I haven't forgot about uh, um, what I said. I mean, I think I was like a couple weeks, couple of shows ago. I said I was like, we're all gonna, we're all just gonna get fucked up together. Why not? Sounds like fun. Who knows what will happen? Do my best to make sure the audio does get processed, and I don't fucking pass out on the on the on the, on the air. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk bullshit. We'll talk bullshit the whole time. We'll, we won't even talk about sports. We'll just we'll just sit there and bullshit the entire time. It sounds like fun, right? Seems like it, but I, I would enjoy it, definitely. But you still got to. I think uh, my biggest thing was going to the store and, and, and trying to make sure that the store held what I was looking for. It does. It's in, uh, it's at Rayleigh's, if you know what Rayleigh's is. United States, California people. Rayleigh's, um sells it for 20 bucks i think it was a little bit more online or in other stores but Rayleigh's did sell it so i probably am gonna get my hands on it i'm not in a rush i kind of like myself to wait a little bit more because i do follow them on uh instagram that i think a proper 12 i don't know their exact handle but i do follow it on there and uh i'm just getting more juiced up to want to drink it and i'm probably gonna drink it i'm gonna drink it by itself too i'm not gonna be a pussy about it i usually like to mix them and stuff, but like, I'm, I'm not doing it this time, I'm just gonna put it in some ice, and I'm gonna have it, I'm gonna enjoy that shit, so, that will be pretty good, I don't know how we got talking about that, but, fuck yeah, Connor's doing business, he's doing, definitely doing a lot of stuff outside the cage, and, oh my goodness gracious, I just, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you what I just thought, I, I, I'm gonna keep it to myself, I am a man. All right. But I'm a man of my word. I mean, you know what I mean? We're not going to get into this discussion. 
Um, but what is it? Um, what is it? What is it? What? Oh my god, my heart almost dropped. There's like a lot of stuff going on right now. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to think about everything all at once. Um, so moving on to the potential rematch, the thought of a potential rematch. And by the way, we're not going out of order or anything like that. It's just that this is a way that I'm doing it in the order that I talked about it. You know, we're going as as schedule, we're going according to schedule. And I'm just, you know, giving my complete insight and completely just, you know, touching on all the topics that we have. So, like I said earlier, um, a potential rematch would be exciting. But for me, what concerns me is the way that it's going to be taken. Because now, if it's a business thing, I I mean, we've already seen what's going to happen promotion-wise for Connor. He obviously didn't succeed. I mean, maybe he did. Who knows? The only guy really knows is Khabib and his close friends and family and father, probably. That if Connor really did get in his head, then what happened? If he did get in his head, did it affect him? Apparently, it looked like it. He's doing fucking eagle kicks over the cage. So apparently, he probably did get in his head. But he wasn't charged towards Connor, though. He's actually charging towards, charging towards Dylan Dennis instead. So. Who knows? But, um, you know, promotion-wise, because Connor's most known for talking shit. And I feel that this time that he's fought Khabib, this time with the press conference, with the whole Russia versus Ireland, the whole, the whole thing with the Chechnya, everything, all that, it was all really sensitive topics. And I, I just don't know how... They're gonna sell that one a second time. I mean, any fight with Connor is a big fight, but promotionally wise, they can only use the promotion. I said this last week, I think, that you can use the promotion of the last fight, the video from the last fight. Um, obviously, um, I don't know how much of it they're gonna use the promotion for the last fight. Uh, mainly, what I meant by that was like, you know, unfortunately, they used the bus incident as one of the as one of the promotions but i think they will use what happened unfortunately i do think that that they will they they've used it in the past and and basically fuck you if you don't think so cuz i know that i know i just know they're going to they're going to do that i thought i almost dropped my phone I almost had a fucking heart attack but they have to use promotion to, to uh, build up that second fight if they do like I said, I'll be fine with it. Connor versus uh, Tony or Connor versus wh- whomever. I- I'd like to see Connor fight Nate next if that's what the direction they can go. Because, like I said, I feel for him that that's the best scenario for him. I don't think, uh, I-, I don't think, I'm, I'm just going to be selfish right now, and, and I'm usually not. Um, but I think that no one else in that division deserves to fight Connor other than Nate because it was a close fight, because of their history. Because potentially they have a chance to make a third fight, one of the best fights ever, and potentially fight for the title in the next early year. Or, you know, fight twice in, in that next year. Because like we said, we hadn't seen Connor in two years. So realistically, when are we going to see Connor next? And how frequently are we going to see Connor? So we, we got to think about it. We got to map his fights out. I don't think by all means he's done or anything close to being that. Like I said, he just signed a new deal too. So, um,. Could he fight Khabib right away? I don't know. 
could, uh, he he could. But I honestly, I would rather see him take a fight after that. Maybe, like I said, maybe Nate. I honestly don't want to see anyone else fight Connor other than Nate because I just feel like it doesn't have a huge storyline. I'm I'm lazy. I'm past all the building up other fights and stuff right now for Connor. Right now, it's do or die for me. So what I mean by that is I just want to see the fights that I want to see. I want. I have my mind solely set on him fighting Khabib next or fighting Nate Diaz. I don't want to see any other fights for Conor. I'm not going to have interest. Unless interest is slammed into my mind via a promo, something going on, something going down. uh, Maybe, uh, I don't know. I I just don't really see anything that's going to give my attention on, on for that one. You know what I mean? But uh, anyways, what I was saying was um, like I just I just don't see it. I mean, it's not. It's gonna take a long time to sell. That's the thing. I don't want to see Connor beef it up with Kevin Lee. I mean, maybe Tony Ferguson. That's a good one. Put him in with Tony because he can build him. I mean, if if I see another build up and McGregor versus so and so, I want to see him build it up like he's built it up with Poirier, like he built it up with Nate, like he built it up with Eddie, like he built it up with Khabib. I want to see him build it up with Tony. Tony's a fun fight. That's a great fight for him. He's talked about him in his last couple fights. Um, I really want to see that one. I mean, I think Tony's fantastic. He's creative. He's weird. He's awkward. He's, he's very unorthodox. So it makes it for a very interesting fight. So I can't wait to see if that happens. Um, so moving on. So Eddie Alvarez's deal with one FC um, reported to be close to a million dollars, if not if, if not a million dollars plus. Recently, just fought against Dustin Poirier in a rematch. Was unfortunately on the wrong end of that, losing by a TKO, I think, in the second round. I don't know. It was a fun fight. Good fight for Poirier. Um, Valiant effort by Eddie. He is now landed in 1FC out of all places. Now, 1FC, we haven't really spoke too much on this podcast. We have a couple times, Ben Askren. Um, But... Like it's it's a, a Asian based promotion out of China or out of Japan or China, no yeah one FC's uh, um, Asian based and a um, lot of the best Asian fighters fight in there in that organization. There's a lot of them. Uh, I know Shin Aoki is in there. Ben Askin was the champion in and one FC. He's obviously American, but he went over there. So there hasn't really been too many people from the UFC that have been in free agency to go over to 1FC. So they haven't really been in the talks for it for any point in time. But Eddie was a free agent after his fight with Poirier. And then he uh, negotiated and he landed with one out of all places. Very interesting. I'm very excited for him. Well, I don't. He, his goal is to win another belt. I think he can. And he um, obviously is UFC caliber, so he's going to come on over to another league, which isn't you know nearly as top tier as UFC. And I think that he can win a belt and add it to him. He's a prize fighter, he deserves the money. 
He's been every single organization Eddie's fought in. He's won a world title. So it's as the prize fighting. He obviously deserves all the money he's getting. He's he's very rich. He's he's set for life. Pretty sure. And he has a lot of good endorsements going on. A lot of company and businesses. A lot of different stuff. So he's good on money. So congrats to Eddie Alvarez. Potential moving, staying with one FC. Potentially Ben Askren. We get to see him fight in the FC. 98% chance. What's the 2% chance consist of? Disagreements between Dana White and, 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 uh, and uh, Ben Askren. I was about to say Khabib. Speaking of Khabib, I want, that's the fight. That's the next thing on the list. A fight to make for Ben Askren in the UFC. There is no other fight for him to make other than Khabib Nurmagomedov. Because that is a style versus a style fight. What happens when you get two elite level grapplers? Is Khabib really the real deal? Is Ben Askin really the real deal? He's talked a big game. He's talked a lot of trash to a lot of people in the UFC. He's gotten into it with a lot of people in the UFC. He's, he's been touted as one of the highest prospects in the world. One of the best fighters in the world that has a slot in the UFC. He just never made or realized that UFC dream. He wasn't able to finally reached that but we are closer than ever reporting from Ariel and I think that that will be a great signing if that is to come together so who should he fight I think Khabib I really don't know anyone else I think he's undefeated obviously DC came over to the UFC from Strike Force uh, and got to fight Frank Mir um, or Gilbert Melendez came over from Strike Force uh, that's who I was thinking of, and he got to fight for the title. So why can't Ben Askren come over to the UFC and fight for the world title? I think that's a fight to make. Um, that's pretty much it for what we we got today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, before we go, I wanted to say that I've been watching this show uh, called SWAT on CBS. SWAT on CBS is one of the best shows I've ever fucking watched. Talk about binge watching. I, I rewatched the first season. Now that the first season, a second season started, a new episode every Thursday on CBS. It's been it's been real fun. You know, Hondo, uh, uh, the street. If you know, if you watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm still learning the names. Um, Deacon and the girl too. I'm still remembering the names, but I've been watching the show for a while now. I watched the whole first season. I really got into it. SWAT, interesting, Los Angeles based. It's really cool. It's kind of modern day what goes on. It's really interesting. So, I might just have to watch another episode earlier or something like that. But uh yeah. Just been watching that. But anyways, guys, like I said, I appreciate you guys for all joining us. Thank you for being here. Like I said, unfortunately, I was sick, but the show still had to go on. We're on round three. We're doing it for a third time. I'm excited. Let's go. But we did it. We're here. We, we delivered. We had a great time. And I enjoyed every minute of it. Nearly an hour in. 47 minutes and counting. Like I said, guys, we're available on iHeartRadio. You can find the Jimmy Kermit Show on Spotify. Castbox.fm. Also, there's an app, Castbox app too. Player.fm, Podbean, uh, Podbay. Um, you can also find the link in my bio to the Castbox link or the iHeartRadio link to subscribe 
free streaming. Um, it's available everywhere. You guys know where to find me already. At G Meeker MMA on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Facebook.com slash GabeUA123 and uh, Snapchat at G Meeker underscore MMA. I'm fucking tired. I'm going to binge watch some shows and got some things to take care of. Um, until next week, like I said, hopefully when we come back next week, we'll have better, a better, uh, what is it? A better, better news to tell you guys, basically like, like I'm not sick. That's what I'm, re- that's what I'm, uh, hinting at that. I don't want to be sick. So like I said, one last time, ladies and gentlemen, find us on Spotify, iHeart and, uh, Podbean, Podbay, CastBox, etc. One last time. Ladies and gentlemen, G Meeker MMA out, baby.